It's time for the Average Pros Fantasy Football Podcast, featuring Jonathan Rates, Alex Huff, and Braden Crow. Well, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm joined by Alex Huff, as usual. This is our Start Sit podcast, but we got a guest star in studio i guess in in my bedroom anyway <laughs> uh it's justin Rates, so uh league of record member and uh first guest star longtime listener so uh, excited to get some of his takes on on some of this stuff but justin we'll, we'll get you introed here in a second but really i want to know the cmc news broke last night uh getting traded to the 49ers for multiple draft picks so alex i mean we're still all processing this but what are your initial takeaways yeah, I mean, it broke later in the evening, so it's kind of crazy that he's going to play this week for the 49ers and what the implications are for Carolina now because he's out. My first take is if you if Deonta Foreman or Chuba Hubbard are on your waiver wire, go pick them up because we don't know what that backfield is going to shake up, but you can probably get a starting running back for free, most likely, in most redraft leagues. For CMC, <clears throat> as a resident... Christian McCaffrey owner in most of the leagues that I'm in. I don't love this for him just in the sense that San Francisco is one of the most historically known split backfields. You know, you mentioned the, the injury history that uh, that San Francisco 49ers usually carry. I don't want to, you know, wave that over him, but he's also not been always healthy, but I, I mean, it's a better offense for sure. So, Maybe there's some good things here, and it's hard to know if it's chicken or the egg in the sense that is San Francisco always used a committee because they don't have a good enough running back, or do they, you know, not have a good enough running back to always use a committee? So maybe he changes things here. Um, hoping, I guess that's the case. I think I would have much rather seen him go to Los Angeles, but I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, Justin, you were with me whenever this news broke, and you're actually the one that told me about this. So first time live record on the podcast. Give us your uh, CMC initial reactions. Yeah, I was uh, very surprised. There's obviously been some trade talks of them trying to move him, but uh, for him to go to the 49ers was a, a bit of a shock. Um, so kind of equal with it on uh, or equal on it with uh, Huff. Yeah, uh, just going to the 49ers is a little interesting. Split backfield. Uh, we'll see. There, there's currently some injuries in for, in the in San Francisco, so we'll see kind of how that shapes out. I mean, obviously, he's going to be the running back one, you have to imagine there. Um, but just to see once guys start coming back, how they uh, do utilize having one of the best running backs in the league um, and mixing some other guys in there just – how much of a, a split share that is so yeah a very interesting situation and a lot to be uh, seen there so in redraft is he a buy sell or a hold i mean if you have him you're holding him but you because you you got to see like if the 49ers do come out and one of the most historically strong running teams of the last five to seven years schemed by Kyle Shanahan and they have the best running back now, like that could, could boost his stock. But I mean, and I think maybe if people are hesitant, I don't know that you're going to get the full value of Christian McCaffrey, if you trade him. 
Yeah, so then in Dynasty, then buy, sell, or hold. Man, I, I think I'm at the same spot. Uh, Justin, this our, and you? this is our initial reactions. We can go way more in depth after this week when we've seen him play, but just initial reactions. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a world where you try to sell him because you still CMC, so people are going to go crazy over him. So, I mean, you might see what you can get for him, and if it's, I mean, great value, then he's headed into an uncertain situation. You might as well see what you can do. I mean, that's the fickle nature of fantasy football too, where it's like, you think it's a sell. There's like no definite, there's, there's a myriad of different outcomes that could happen here. So um, definitely still processing it. Definitely something to watch this game. Like, and that's the thing I think we really want our listeners to know is if you're really excited about the news, I mean, you're still playing CMC, but temper your expectations, set your lineup accordingly, um, get some high upside. I think his floor is obviously really high, but I, I just don't see him putting together a 20, 25 point, 30 point week this week, um, unless he gets a long run or something. So temper your expectations, set your lineup accordingly, and uh, we'll we'll see how it shakes out. I agree with you, though, Alex. I would have loved to see Matt Stafford get this weapon um, in a season that he's been struggling. But, you know, live to fight another day. So we'll re-quickly, re-quickly, very quickly, we will recap uh, the Thursday night football game. We got, uh, Justin and I were talking about this last night, uh, 76 points uh, from this game. The Cardinals beat the Saints 42-34. That's probably more points than all the other Thursday night football games combined so far this year. So a really great game. Uh, Alex, uh, what was your takeaway from that game? Yeah, so my takeaway was, I mean, if you had anyone in this game for fantasy, maybe outside of Rondell Moore, who you were using as a flex, you're probably happy by and large. Like Kyler Murray didn't have a blockbuster day, but if you had Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Olave, I mean, Zach Ertz was okay. Um, Taysom Hill scored a touchdown, <laughs> you know, considering His seventh of the, touchdown of the year. Yeah. I mean, y- you know what you're getting when you play him, right? You're, you're getting a boomer bust touchdown dependent tight end, which better than most. I mean, it's high, more, more probable than most other tight ends. Um, but I think if you played someone in this game, you're probably happy considering other games we've watched on Thursday nights. This was actually like a good football game. And so, like you said, high scoring. Um, DeAndre Hopkins looked good. The Arizona offense looked a lot better with him in it. And I think that kind of proves the theory that everyone's kind of been waiting to see that is Kyler Murray better with DeAndre Hopkins. And the answer is pretty unequivocally yes. Yeah, Justin? Yeah, I would just continue on the DeAndre Hopkins thing. Um, I think Kyler Murray, Cliff's, Cliff Kingsbury, everybody who has anything uh, to do with the Cardinals were happy to have him back. I mean, they scored nine points last week, and now they're scoring 42. Granted, uh, <laughs> Andy Dalton gave them some of those points with two pick sixes, but um, their offense just looks so much more explosive. And even with Hollywood Brown out, um, they were still moving the ball up and down the field um, and their run game even benefited from it because I think their pass game was more potent. So the defense had to uh, watch out for uh, the deep shots and the intermediate stuff with Hopkins even. So, yeah, I think it was great for the Cardinals. Um, the Saints saw some good things from them. Uh, I was I'm in town with with Jonathan. So I was watching the game with him. And I mean, that first drive, they went and scored super quick and we're like, okay, this game is going to be 
a high scoring game and even the Saints offense looked good as long as uh, Andy Dalton was throwing the ball to the right team. So yeah, it was a fun game to watch and good for fantasy. So, so Chris Olave had another had a hundred yard game. Is he the dynasty wide receiver one from that rookie class? Like, I mean, him, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, you know, they all have other options on their teams, but he clearly stands out every week at this point, I think. Right. As the resident dynasty owner in our league of record, Justin, answer that question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say of the class, he's, he's the clear wide receiver one. Um, he's got the targets and the yards um, by far to back that up. All he's missing is the, the touchdowns. Um, if he yeah, could but- tag on a touchdown to the 200 yard games he has, he's, he's, there's no question there. So, yeah. Like, I mean, He's playing with a bad quarterback, but so is Garrett Wilson, right? So is Drake London. They both have other elite options, you could argue. Chris Olave with Alvin Kamara, Drake London with like Kyle Pitts, Garrett Wilson with Elijah Moore, who knows asking for a trade, but they're they're not they're all in pretty similar situations in that regard. But Chris Olave is producing. Like you can play Chris Olave every week. He's a high end wide receiver too, whereas the other guys are basically not playable right now yeah the only couple things that i'd point out one to your chris Olave point is we haven't seen jameson williams yet so we don't know what that's going to look like um so you might sure. as of now i think chris Olave is the number one but um earlier in the season we thought drake london so there seems to be a lot of variability which there's a lot of talent in that class we've we've seen that we've confirmed that um but definitely um interesting thing to monitor there uh, as far as the game goes Something to note with the Cardinals is the Saints were very beat up in their secondary. So um, DeAndre Hopkins, I think, helped a lot. But uh, proceed a little bit with caution on on um, Cardinals, just offensive players. And um, that Saints defense was a little bit beat up in that in that secondary. And so um, just something to, to keep in mind. But definitely was a good good game um, and enjoyable to watch. So, well, uh, if there's no other thoughts on that, we can move on to some start sit and uh, – we were a little top heavy on the show, so we're going to try and get as many names out there as we can like we do, but also keep uh, conscious of your time with that clear, concise, and competitive analysis. So we'll start with the running backs. Um, and so the first name that I want to talk about is A.J. Dillon versus, versus uh, Washington. And let's talk about the flip side of that matchup, Brian Robinson versus Green Bay. So with those two guys, um, who who are you taking? Who, who are you starting in that situation? I think it's really hard right now to start AJ Dillon and you're waiting for the bounce back game, but he has not gotten a lot of opportunities, right? The green Bay offense in general hasn't looked very good. And I think whenever you're splitting a piece of a pie, if it's not a very big pie, then it's, it's hard to expect a lot from fantasy there. So I personally start Brian Robinson over AJ Dillon. Um, neither matchup is particularly like bad for fantasy, but Brian Robinson has come out and, you know, only weeks after, you know, getting shot in the leg multiple times, is he not only back and it looks healthy, but he's also the starter. So uh, I take Brian Robinson, I think. Yeah. Um, so with AJ Dillon, uh, just what we've seen from him, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to start him as a Packers fan. I do like the Packers offense to finally show us something and maybe have a, a breakout game against the Washington commanders. Um, but he just has not gotten the looks that we thought he would uh, like a 50, 50 split with Aaron Jones. Um, 
So I'm I'm hesitant there. And on the flip side of that, Brian Robinson coming back, he's gotten most of the looks over Gibson. So between the two of them, I'm probably starting Robinson over Dylan, but neither of them, if I have other options um, at flex, I'm probably playing them. So Brian Robinson or AJ Dylan versus now this, we don't know who the starter is, but are y'all playing Deontay Foreman or Chuba Hubbard over either of those in Carolina? I think you know what you're getting with AJ Dillon and Brian Robinson, um, Deontay and Chuba, and they're also playing Tampa Bay. So that's, that's uh, I'm true. probably I'm probably steering clear of that matchup. But who do you think is going to get the line share there? Um, where you think it'd be split pretty 50-50? I mean, what we've seen historically, Deontay Foreman should get the first crack at it. And I think there's reports coming out that he will be the initial starter. So if you have to choose between one, I'm picking Deontay Foreman, but I don't want to play either this week if I don't have to, <laughs> but it's a bye week hell this week too. So if you might have to play someone, if you do, I'd play Deontay Foreman. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so moving down the list, I can't believe I'm about to utter this name um, among these names, but um, you've got uh, Kareem Hunt against uh, Baltimore. That's not the name I'm talking about, uh, but uh, Raheem <laughs> Mostert against Pittsburgh. And then the name I was talking about is Najee Harris against Miami. Of those three guys, uh, Justin, we'll start with you. Um, how do you rank them? Yeah, so... I want to think that Najee Harris is the clear front runner out of those names. Um, but he just, he hasn't had the type of production that we thought we would get from him this year. Um, I think out of these three names, I would have to go Mostert. Oh, I, I don't want to put Harris third out of those, but <laughs> I think Mostert, Drake and Harris, just from what we saw, uh, from Drake last week, and if if KJ or if J.K. Dobbins is out um, this week, like there's been some reports, uh, I think Kenyon Drake has another good game. So that's I don't know. Worried about anyone else taking into that line share there, kind of being a committee in Baltimore. Um, I mean, we saw them lean pretty heavily on Drake last week. So until until proven um, otherwise. I'm I'm good seeing yeah. that that stays the same. So I was talking about the flip side of that matchup, I think, with Kareem Hunt over Kenyon Drake. But Kenyon Drake is somebody we all already also were going to talk about. Um, so does Kareem Hunt go anywhere above there? Is Kareem Hunt the fourth for you, Alex? So for me, it's – I think Raheem Mostert's probably the first out of that group just because Pittsburgh early in the season was a, a scary matchup, but they've proven it really not be and Raheem Mostert for better or worse is the guy in that backfield until proven otherwise I think I'd take Najee Harris second just because he has the line share of the work there Miami also not a great defense at the moment I think I don't want to say you're banking on talent because it doesn't appear that there's a lot of talent there but I just I'll take that and then I'll take Kareem Hunt last just because he's still in a split backfield and the clear number two behind Kareem Hunt yeah, my only thought with Kareem Hunt that could be interesting is with Baltimore and Cleveland having that AFC North clash. Um, do they key in on Nick Chubb as much as they see him? Can you even stop Nick Chubb? Probably not. But um, And then do you get Kareem Hunt kind of as the secondary option, scoring a touchdown or something like that? But I'm definitely interesting. So 
Our last running backs before we'll kind of jump to wide receivers here, but just curious, these are two rookie running backs that have ascended up the rankings this year. People are going crazy over them. Um, you've got Damian Pierce versus Las Vegas and Brees Hall versus Denver. Um, who has a better week, Alex? I think Brees Hall versus Denver will. Um, I think I would not be shocked if the Jets cannot throw the ball against Denver and Patrick Chatan. So they might have to rely on their run game. Um and I think talent wins out, but I like both of they like both Damian Pierce and Brees Hall over all the running backs we've talked about. AJ Dillon, Raheem Mostert, the Carolina guys, Brian Robinson, Kenyon Drake, Kareem Hunt, Najee. I'd take both Damian Harris and Brees Hall over both of them pretty, pretty considerably. Okay. Well, let's uh jump to wide receivers. So I'm gonna kind of name I'm gonna name four guys and uh y'all can rank them and kind of maybe give a little a little uh segue as to why you would take them so you got Rashad Bateman coming back from injury ideally versus Cleveland uh Drake London versus Cincinnati Christian Kirk against the New York Giants defense who are actually the number one fantasy ranked uh defense against the wide receiver and uh, George Pickens versus Miami so of those four uh Justin we'll start with you how do you rank those yeah so uh with Bateman in Baltimore we have the possibility of uh, Mark Andrews who showed up on the injury report. And like we've already mentioned, JK Dobbins being out. So I think there are um, a lot of opportunities opened up for Bateman. Uh, so I really like him this week against Cleveland. Um, Drake London, he, I mean, the talents there, the opportunities are there. He just has not been um, utilized quite like we thought. Um, I mean, Kyle Pitts and him both have been, given limited targets to this point. Um, but I think he has a chance for a nice game. Christian Kirk, like you mentioned, the Giants have held receivers in check um, at the highest rate of any team in fantasy. So that's that's a tough matchup there. And then George Pickens, I think he's on the rise with uh, the way Pickett has leaned on him. But actually, Trubisky's playing for Pittsburgh this Pickett's week. Right? Oh, Pickett's going to play? Okay, so yeah, with that, with that known... Um, I think I'm going Bateman, Pickens, London, Kirk. And Kirk's had a great season, so I could could be very wrong there, but I think I'd put him last. Yeah, I don't know. I I think if you need a guy, you need someone to produce, I think you got to play Christian Kirk. I know he's had a couple of down weeks, but I think he's the most reliable out of those names. I think Rashad Bateman is probably your highest ceiling play there. Right. So if if you're looking for upside, <clears throat> I don't know where those compare maybe to some of the running backs. That's probably the the better questions. Where if we're in a flex position, I have a really hard time playing Drake London or George Pickens, I think, this week, unless you're just desperate, which a lot of bye weeks you could be. But yeah, I mean, with Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith being out this week, you could be in some water receiver trouble. So uh Alex, AJ Dillon or Christian Kirk. I think I'll, man, I think I'll play Christian Kirk. I'd like to not play AJ Dillon if I can. Okay. And Christian Kirk is still the the wide receiver one there. So I'll Raheem that. Mostert or Christian Kirk. Raheem Mostert. Okay. And then I guess maybe in the middle there, without JK, Kenyon Drake or Christian Kirk. Oh, man. Uh, Kenyon. Drake probably. Okay. I 
I, I would not want to be in this predicament though. Yeah. That's a tough, <laughs> tough, tough call for sure. Um, something that Justin brought up that I think was good. Baltimore is just got a lot of question marks, uh, on who's going to play this weekend. So really monitor yeah. that situation closely. Cause uh, if Mark Andrews tends to be, en- ends up being out, um, Devin Duvernay showed up on the injury report too. Um, then, you know, you could really have a Rashad Bateman opportunity there. And especially if you're going for the big boom, he could, he could deliver. Um, okay. So between the Brandons of Brandon, Ayuk and Brandon cooks, um, and then we'll throw Cortland Sutton in there against the New York Jets. Um, who are you starting, Alex? Man, uh, I think I'm still playing Cortland Sutton highest. I mean, I think he's still a high-end wide receiver, too. There's been a couple dips based on their kind of really bad primetime matchups, but I think I'll still take Cortland Sutton. If the uh, 49ers were not playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, would that change anything for Brandon Ayuk? I guess it doesn't make sense to talk in hypotheticals since it's a start sit. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think Brandon Ayuk is a fine play. Tampa Bay is actually – their secondary hasn't been great against wide receivers, so they're they're not the worst matchup there. They're terrible for running backs, but not bad for wide receivers, and that also means that – San Francisco could have to throw quite a bit because they might not get a lot going in the running game. Uh, I guess we'll see how Christian McCaffrey changes that, but I'd still play Cortland Sutton over Brandon Ayuk. Justin, where are you at on that, though? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think Cortland Sutton is uh, the clear play there. Um, He is uh, the wide receiver one in Denver. Uh, Denver has, like you mentioned, had some tough weeks, and uh, Russell Wilson does not look good, but I still think the amount of targets he's gotten, um, those will turn into points eventually. Um, so I think you're playing Sutton. Yeah, and he's really separated from Jerry Judy at this point. It, first couple of weeks, it looks kind of 50-50. Jerry Judy can still break some things off, but I think Cortland Sutton's definitely the wide receiver one there. And Cortland Sutton over anybody in that first group, right, Alex? Yes, I would take Cortland. Yeah. I'd, I'd take him over Bateman, Drake London, Christian Kirk, George Pickens. I'd take him also over most of the running backs we talked about, A.J. Dillon, Raheem Mostert, Najee Harris, probably. But it's tough. So <laughs> we kind of landed on Christian Kirk being the safe floor, Rashad Bateman being the boom of that first. So with Darnell Mooney, Alec Pierce, and Jacoby Myers, do any of those wide receivers interest you at all uh, over that first group that we talked about? I think Jacoby Myers is probably the name here that is worth talking about just in the sense that they are playing Chicago, but especially from a PPR perspective, as long as I, I think Bailey Zappi is still the starter this week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's a, definitely a conversation happening. Uh, Mac Jones, it's kind of a Dak Cooper rush situation. Um, so you would imagine that Bailey Zappi probably starts this week, but it's Monday night. So <laughs> it's kind of hard to yeah. think on anything. Yeah. I think from a quarterback perspective, you're hoping you don't have to play a new England quarterback, but, as long as Bailey Zappi is projected to start, I think Jacoby Myers, especially in PPR, has a very, very high floor. So I'd take him over Alec Pierce, Darnell Mooney. Uh, him and I, I'd take Jacoby Myers over like Brandon Ayuk or Christian Kirk, I think. Yeah. If Rashad Bateman, so Devin Duvernay and Mark Andrews, if they're out, do you take Rashad Bateman or Jacoby Myers, Justin? Um, I think I'm, I think I'm going Rashad Bateman there. Um, 
Yeah. Kind I, of a floor ceiling play, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, yeah. And out of the three that you mentioned with Jacoby Myers, I think it's definitely Jacoby Myers. I'm not playing any Chicago receivers until further notice. Um, and I think Jacoby Myers has had a good couple weeks, but Rashad Bateman's opportunities are just through the roof with the possible injuries in Baltimore. Yeah, I think Bateman's a, a really good ceiling play. Jacoby Myers is a good floor play. Alec Pierce is, if you're in PPR, that's a decent floor play too, just to throw out if you need, if you're in bye week hell and you need a wide receiver. Yeah. Well, and we're going to talk about his quarterback now. Um, so transition to quarterbacks, uh, Matt Ryan, three out of the last four weeks has gone over 300 yards um, and it actually been kind of startable. So uh, with Matt Ryan against Tennessee, who is giving up some fantasy points to the quarterback position, and then Russell Wilson and Marcus Mariota, Russell Wilson against the Jets, Marcus Mariota against Cincinnati. We're always talking about Russell Wilson on quarterbacks just, <laughs> and it just keeps getting lower and lower. Uh, he just keeps, <laughs> yeah, he keeps going into the, putting himself into the streamer conversation <laughs> so who who is the the clear quarterback there i think you gotta go mark uh matt ryan i i don't want to play russell wilson i have to in our league of record against you jonathan which i just i hate looking at when i go into my matchup i got so Marcus lucky Mar- with your bye weeks <laughs> i'll just say that i'm missing yeah i have a lot of eagles i have a lot of bills i have a lot of vikings <laughs> all my main players um I think I'd take Matt Ryan. I think you can trust the volume. Marcus Mariota is the opposite of Matt Ryan here, right? Like he produces, but on like no volume. And it's terrifying because any given week, <laughs> it just if he doesn't rush enough, it's he gets you four points. Uh, I think Matt Ryan at least has a has a floor there. And if you're if you have a Jalen Hurts or you have a Josh Allen or Kirk Cousins and you need someone, I think you got to go with the safe. You got to get the you know. 16 to 17 points to the Matt Ryan baseline over the the hypothetical whatever Marcus Mariota or Russell Wilson could be. Something also to note there, the Bengals did a pretty good job of containing Lamar Jackson a few weeks ago. Um, was that last week? Or two weeks ago, I think. Um, anyway, nonetheless, and so definitely could imagine them containing Marcus Mariota's running, which if he's limited to passing, you're in trouble. Um, and I think I'm actually starting him against you in our league of records. So we'll see how yeah. that goes out. Uh, <laughs> but uh, okay. Jared Goff, clearly most weeks, I think this season he would be above all those guys, but against the Dallas defense, um, where does he fall? Does he supplant Matt Ryan in that list for you or? He does. I I'm still taking this matchup. I think Dallas is good. They have a good, I mean, obviously they have a good defensive line. They get to the quarterback. So Jared Goff might take some sacks, but especially with Dak Prescott now looking like he's going to be healthy from injury, who's also a really good start. I think if you have Dak, you're probably playing him this week. We we maybe want to talk about that really quickly, but I think there's going to be points in this game. The Lions are not the greatest defense, but they can respond well this year and they put up points. So I think the Lions are going to have to throw the ball. They're going to have to... (laughs) They're going to have to get in the end zone a couple of times. And I think Jared Goff is a good bet there. Um, at least a higher floor and ceiling than I, at least the other guys we talked about, Marcus Marietta, Russell Wilson, and Matt Ryan. Yeah. Uh, Justin, you are the, again, resident Dak owner in Dynasty League of Records. So uh, Dak, what are your expectations? What are your cautions? Yeah, I am super excited to have Dak back. Um I am just tempering my expectations for sure. Um, I still think there 
is a huge possibility that he's uh, a top eight quarterback this week, but a quarterback coming back from a broken thumb on his throwing hand, you just, I mean, you never know what could happen there. He could retweak it, re-injure it. Um, and what's that grip strength like? How far can he push the ball down the field? So just might not for the first couple of weeks be the same Dak we're used to, but I mean, I'm still definitely playing him and hoping for the best. Yeah. It's one of those where you hope that the Cowboys still put up points and they should with Dak Prescott, but it doesn't necessarily mean Dak Prescott might have the best fantasy day. And, but he's historically been a pretty boomer bust quarterback as well in his own right. Yeah. You're probably not going to need a whole lot of rushing from Dak with them trying to keep him healthy. Um, a lot of pocket passing, which sometimes is good. Sometimes it's tough for him. So, okay, well, we'll close it out with some rapid fire tight ends here. So I'll get both y'all's thoughts. Um, we talked about some of the injuries in Baltimore, also some injuries there in Detroit with some of the pass catchers. So uh, TJ Hawkinson looking to get a bump against Dallas. And then you've got David Njoku, who's been very serviceable um, in fantasy as a tight end. So Alex, who are you taking real quick, TJ Hawkinson or David Njoku this week? I think you have to take T uh, David Njoku kind of regardless. I think you just TJ have to... Njoku. <laughs> Sorry, David Njoku. <laughs> we're, we're recording this early yeah again, it's, uh, it's early morning podcast. the live probably and uh, while you hear David... some screaming in the background it's just my child who's not feeling well again so <laughs> um i think david and joku has proven himself that he's got to play him until the until proven otherwise the tight end position is just so bad uh, i'll play david and joku with the volume over tj hawkinson at this point which is never a sentence going into the season that i thought i would have to say but here we are yeah, I'm the same there. Uh, I'm going in Joku. Hawkinson already has a 30-plus point game under his belt, so very well could break out again this week. Um, but I think Njoku is the safer play there, so I'm going with him. All right, final one, and just give me your answer, and we'll go from there. So Hayden Hurst, this is kind of disgusting, but the tight end landscape is always disgusting. So uh, Hayden Hurst against Atlanta, getting a kind of revenge game there. Daniel Bellinger against Jacksonville it doesn't seem like uh, the Giants have anybody that can really catch the ball except for Saquon and the tight end. Uh, and then Evan Ingram against on the flip side against the Giants. Again, another kind of revenge game there. So of those three, Alex, who are you taking? Evan Ingram. And Justin? Yeah, Evan Ingram uh, and maybe Hayden Hurst, but definitely not Bellinger. Okay. I think I might go Hayden Hurst there um, just with the Bengals. If, if, I don't know. T Higgins and Jamar Chase are both expected to play. So you're probably not. Yeah, you're just you're just taking shots no matter what. Like you're just hoping for a touchdown with any of these guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh Evan Ingram's revenge game, kind of interesting. But last thought, Justin. Well, let's keep in mind that Bellinger as a tight end has scored a rushing touchdown this season. So I'm not banking on him getting a touchdown as much as the other two, because I don't think he'll be running the ball again. I think Daniel Bellinger, Greg Dulcich from Denver. K. Dotton from Tampa Bay, all rookie tight ends are all worth a stash this week, just in case they have another good week. But I, it'd be hard to play any of them. Daniel Bellinger, but they're, any all, relation but they're all worth rostering. Any relation to Cody Bellinger? Uh, no, okay, all right. Any <laughs> This, this is a football podcast, all right? <laughs> I was I was wondering, uh, that was more of a Braden question. He's got that baseball <laughs> background. But 
All right. Well, we're going to close it out today. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully you got some start set advice um, and uh, some initial reactions on the Christian McCaffrey news. So keep up with us on Twitter uh, at Average Pros FF. We're going to try and do a better job of keeping that updated and be on the lookout for waiver wire pickups coming up. But good luck to your teams this week and uh, go get them. Until next time, we're the Average Pros. See you. Your time is valuable, and we thank you for sharing a little of it with the Average Pros. For more clear, concise, and competitive analysis, be sure to follow us on Twitter at AverageProsFF. That's at AverageProsFF. Editing and production by Jonathan Rates. Voiceover by Ben Johnson. Music by Josh Lippy and the Overtimers. We'll catch you at the next one.